0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus left Samaria for Galilee. He himself had declared that there is no respect for a prophet in his own country. But on his arrival, the Galileans received him well, having seen all that he had done, at Jerusalem during the festival, which they too had attended. He went again to Canaan in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Now there was a court official there whose son was ill at Capernaum, and hearing that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went and asked him to come and cure his son, as he was at the point of death. Jesus said, So, you will not believe unless you see signs and portents. Sir, answered the official, come down before my child dies. Go home, said Jesus, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus had said and started on his way. And while he was still on the journey back, his servants met him with the news that his boy was alive. He asked them when the boy had begun to recover. The fever left him yesterday, they said, at the seventh hour. The father realized that this was exactly the time when Jesus had said, your son will live, and he and all his household believed. This was the second sign given by Jesus on his return from Judea to Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. With what care we should hear the gospel? The Holy Spirit speaks to us. And so we should always pay close attention to the words that he delivers to us. Jesus left Samaria for Galilee. He had gone up to Jerusalem. He had gone up to Jerusalem for the festival. There he had cleansed the temple. It was his first visit to the city once he had been baptized. Leaving Jerusalem, he had passed through Samaria. The Samaritans in the little town of, of Sychar welcomed him. They believed in him. They said we, to the woman, We heard from you, but now we have heard him ourselves, we believe that he is indeed the Saviour of the world. He we're told by Saint John he himself had declared there is no respect for a prophet in his own country, and then immediately, but on his arrival the Galileans received him well, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem during the festival, which they too were, um, had attended. So, we have what appears to be a little confusion. The prophet is not welcome, yet our Lord goes to the Galilee and has received. Well, what we need to understand is this. In Nazareth, he was not welcome. He is the son of the carpenter, an artisan, and they would not accept him. And on the contrary, they tempted they made an attempt on his life. And so he didn't go there. In Capernaum, where he spent most of his time, equally, they did not believe. He himself said this. Oh, Capernaum, where so many signs have been worked, you wish to be raised up to heaven, you'll be cast down into hell. But the Galileans, that is, the people in other parts of Galilee welcomed him. But they did not believe in him. They welcomed him. Why? Pure, out of pure nationalism. There was a rivalry between Judeans and Galileans. When our Lord went to Judea, when he went to Jerusalem, he cleansed the temple. And in this way, he discomforted the Judeans. The Galileans looked at it as if one of their own had put, had embarrassed, had, had, um, put to flight their rivals. And so they, accepted him because he by himself had cleansed the temple, but they did not believe in him. And so we have this contrast. The Judeans, who had seen the signs, rejected him. They did not believe. The Galileans accepted him, but did not believe. And the Samaritans, who had not seen any sign, believed and welcomed him. So we, in turn, need to be very careful how we see and how we hear. For, indeed, we might well welcome our Lord, but not believe. We need, above all, to believe. So our Lord goes again to Cana. This is where he worked his first miracle. And at that point, a court official, whose son was ill at Capernaum, where our Lord usually resided, heard that our Lord had come back to Galilee, and he undertakes this difficult journey. It was about 12 or 14 hours to get from Capernaum to where our Lord was. And he came because his son was sick. In fact, at the point of death. Now, the question can be raised, why do we suffer? Why do we fall sick? And if we are sick, what ought we to do? We fall sick as a consequence of Adam's sin. When Adam sinned, all the evils that we experience today entered into our world. And so, in a sense, we are sick for a number of reasons. Certainly punishment from Adam's sin. But we can be sick for the glory of God as, for instance, in the case of the man born blind. We can be sick and have difficulties so that our faith in God might be strengthened, as in the case of Job. We could be sick to keep us humble and dependent on God, as in the case of St. Paul, who said, a thorn of Satan had been given to me, and I beseech the Lord three times, and he said, my grace is sufficient. We can be sick as a punishment for sin, as in the case of Gehazi, who stole the money from Naaman and consequently suffered leprosy. But whatever the reason that we fall sick, there are two things we need to do. First of all, go to God. And why, why should we go to God? Well, so that he might heal us. Secondly, when we fall sick, we should go to God. So that, what did we say in the the psalm? I will praise you, Lord, you have rescued me and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. You have raised up my soul from the dead, restored me to life, from those who sink into the grave. So we go to God when we're sick to receive his benefits. In receiving his benefits, we give thanks. Giving thanks is essentially giving glory to God. Isn't this what our Lord implied when the ten lepers were healed, only one came back? Only one came back to give glory to God. Why were we created if not to give glory to God? So then, the centurion whose son is sick, comes. So even on behalf of others, we may appeal to God. We don't depend only on ourselves. This is why we believe in the communion of saints. We ask the saints to intercede for us, to pray for us. So the father comes and what does he say? Listen carefully. He comes and he says to the Lord, come down, my son is sick. The Lord responds, so You will not believe unless you see signs and portents. What's the difference between the two? Signs and portents. Signs are indicative of the presence of God working among us. And so, in the case of healing, when our Lord heals, the court official came to our Lord asking for healing for his son, When the Lord heals it follows the course of nature but it happens instantaneously the boy might well have recovered naturally but this if he recovers instantaneously it's a sign that there's a divine power at work that God is present a portent on the other hand goes against or contrary to nature so when our Lord raises someone from the dead Lazarus that is important because nature can in no way achieve this so he says unless you see one or the other and he says this in the context that the Jews had seen but did not believe and rejected the Galileans had seen accepted but did not believe and the Samaritans who had not seen believed Sir, says the official, come down before my son dies. And the Lord dismisses him. Go home. Your son will live. He half believes and he goes off. And on the way, we're told his servants met him and said, your son lives. Now remember, this is a 12 or 14 hour journey. So even if they met him halfway, we're talking about six hours later he asked at what time and he sa- they said at the seventh hour which should be about one o'clock and we're told at that point the father believed because our lord had said your son will live and he believes But not only he, but his whole household, everybody believes. This is a second sign. Not a potent, a sign that God is with us. So then, whatever affliction the Lord sends us, let us hurry, let us race to him, placing our problem before him, asking him to give us healing, to give us life, to give us salvation. Because when he has done this, we will praise his name and we will give him great glory. We were created for the glory of God. Let us give glory to God now and always. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This mp3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today.